0: ...as petals of the lotus blossom, so flow the days of our monks.
1: Hey, I'm Candice. I'm playing Chiyom Koga, a Water Genasi monk who is a student of the Way of the Shadows style.
2: I'm Nick. My character's Enzo. He's a tiefling monk who is a student of the Order of the Voiceless.
3: I'm Walker, and I'm playing Braun Wilberkins, a Goliath Monk, who is a student of the Winslow Wallace Falkmore School.
0: And I'm Scott, your announcer and dungeon master. This is Days of Our Monks. In our last episode, Geom, Enzo, and Braun boarded the mysterious void ship, met the other passengers and crew, and bonded over a simple meal. Chiome revealed the worlds of culture and art that reside within her luggage. Enzo engaged in a battle of wits with Melinda, the succubus captain. And Brawn? Brawn discovered a mysterious ethereal beverage, a drink that the ancient and wise know only as tea. Their journey only begun, the group discovered the terror that awaits those who remain above decks at the wrong times. The gibbering mouther below decks is merely the beginning of the horrors and dangers that await them. Now, however, they have been invited to view what the sky becomes when the great ship journeys between the planes, and Brawn ascends to satisfy his curiosity. So you go up the steps, and the sky is all the colors. Absolutely Mm. all the colors. Just a, a... Spiraling sparkling nebula of every color you're familiar with and a bunch you never knew existed slowly moving past as though you're going through clouds of nothing but beauty and Yeah, all of the other monks are at the rails. Just looking standing enjoying You you have not seen anything this deep or broad or varied or and it's like you take all the sunsets you've ever taken and all of the colors you've mm-hmm. ever seen in a sunrise and a sunset, and then you just splatter them all over the sky. Give me a will save.
3: Ooh. Will is, um... Wisdom.
0: wisdom. Sorry. Wisdom okay. save. That's going to be a total of 15. You can turn away from this site if you choose. You don't have to. It's not a unwelcome mm-hmm. compulsion. It's just... That's something that's kind of there to be looked at.
3: There is something that I must do, however. I must alert my friends to the spectacle. And I run downstairs to their room. You run down to the the, the end of the single tear-dropping down the tiefling's face moment. I like slide into the doorway. Whatever you are doing, you must stop it immediately and come see what is outside. It is glorious!
1: Jim stands up, doesn't even have to brush off her kimono, it's unwrinkled.
3: <laughs> unwrinkled,
0: completely clean.
1: Because, you know, she basically has a steamer machine that is just her.
0: Yes. <laughs> she
1: offers a hand to, um, Enzo. He'll take it. And then as soon as he's up, she turns her hand over so it looks like he's escorting her. Because she's a noblewoman after all.
2: He'll display a sense of
0: decorum. Well, someone has to. And you go upstairs to that view of all the colors. Does anyone have any ranks in Arcana? Heck no. Okay.
3: That is my brother's forte.
0: You can give me an intelligence check, though, because you do have a brother that we know is a wizard. Six. Not a clue, but wow, it's pretty. (laughs) And Enzo and Chio can give me um, wisdom roll or wisdom saves. Twelve. 17.
1: Um, I'm on fire tonight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Chio, you're, you are good. You can look or not as you choose. It is one of those moments of beauty. And so you kind of really want to go to the rail and stare because it's just kind of one of those consuming things. You've never seen this many colors. And this is good. And you, you have the feeling this is going to go away. And You don't want to have missed any of it when it does.
2: He doesn't have any pupils, but if he did, they'd be expanding rapidly. (laughs) As it is, his eyes are just going to go super wide.
1: Uh, Chiyo will make her way up to Enzo, put a hand on his back delicately, and say, Such utter beauty, such sights are ephemeral, as are life and love.
3: I'll bet no one is over by the biscuit buffet right now.
2: And at this, he's gonna start bawling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Beautiful haiku, but because of the way that mom just ruined the moment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of am really loving our party dynamic,
0: honestly. (laughs) It works. And in fact, the pitcher of tea and plate of biscuits are entirely free at the moment. (laughs) Yes! (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes! <laughs> I have a
1: question. So okay. you said everyone's up top, correct? Yeah. Um, are there any fire genasi? Here?
0: There are not. Okay. There, There is your usual smattering of demi-humans and a couple of dragonborn. There's the, the, the folks who are the crew of the ship, mostly orcs and goblins. There's the captain and and the, the, the mind flayer still back there. There is... A very large figure. Uh, you think it's probably the Bosun. By the way, he's walking around and uh, throwing orcs around to get stuff done. Uh, and uh, that—that's an ogre magi. Would
1: I know what that is? It's uh, a someone who's from other planes as
0: well. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a higher order of ogre, uh, a magic-using ogre. Not a hundred percent unrelated to your bloodline. Uh, there is there is there is some some crossover there, so and of uh, some of the same cultural influence too. So dressed like a Japanese pirate, as opposed to most folks being dressed Chinese European.
1: Sweet, I'm gonna go say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that, obviously. That's that's Candace being obnoxious. Chia is a delicate lotus flower or
3: whatever.
1: <laughs> Something cool, <laughs> like that.
3: that. So
0: Chia floats sternward. As he is done, grabbed an orc by the head and pitched him halfway up the rigging to get towards the crow's nest. He dusts his hands off, looks over. Oh! Hi, ma'am. Hello. He bows.
1: I return the bow.
0: It makes him smile. You get the feeling, he's not used to that kind of respect. Can I help you with anything?
1: I just wanted to compliment you on your choice of garb. It is very nice.
0: I inherited this from my father. Uh, who for whom it was made by my mother. Thank you. You honor me.
1: You honor me as well.
0: Smiles and bows and turns around and just lightning bolts a goblin. From, <laughs> <laughs> from under Hey, quit staring! Excuse me. <laughs> it does the, the rapid half yeah. down and then goes off to start smacking people around because it's his job.
1: I return to the
2: party.
3: You have got...
2: And still staring into the void, weeping.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You have got to try these biscuits and this tea. It is made by a man named Earl. I have been told he is... Earl Grey? Yes! You know him as well.
1: There are times when words fail, and all that is necessary is an absence of presence. And I leave. (laughs) (laughs) To go to Enzo and try and help him not just cry into the void.
0: Enzo is weeping for lost pathos.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I do not know what has come over him, but I think it is worth a try. These biscuits might help. They have helped me.
1: If they helped you, I'm sure they can help others. None are alone in their battles against the world, their own minds, or the void. I don't
3: think that made any sense. <laughs> it doesn't have to. <laughs> it's better if it doesn't.
1: Cool. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say halfway through and just kinda kept going.
0: Keep I could never have told. <laughs> so 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 Enzo, so you're you're kinda trapped there in your mind, and you know, there's there is just this moment that you were about to have. It was about to be something beautiful. It's gonna be a, a breakthrough. And and then there was just it, it got macho man all over. <laughs> Macho, macho man.
3: <laughs>
0: and and you know, you you try to put it together and you 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 can feel the presence of Chiyo there trying to make you feel better and you know maybe maybe there's something left at that moment and then there's just a plate of cookies in front
3: of
1: you. Eat you'll feel better. Please cut that out. That was not in character. That was just me trying to quote Remus Lupin from Harry Potter.
3: I'm also holding the uh the pitcher of hot tea like here, chug. If you drink it while it's still scalding hot, it builds character.
1: No, that is not how one treats the noble art of the tea ceremony.
3: And if you take the little top hat thing off and just chug it right out of the large hole at the top, you, you can drink more- You do, much do not dare! <laughs> <laughs> you you
1: see, like, I? like, like, it, you just, like, the mist gets very, very thick.
3: <laughs> shall I not do that again?
1: Never.
0: Uh, that that happens. A little semicircle of the other monks forms around your group. <laughs> <laughs> and about the time the mist dries and there's a
1: Like, she starts looking less like this beautiful, like 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 picture perfect noble woman who could never be capable of anything violent into like the ring.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> shall be a queen <laughs> most, <laughs> most terrible and beautiful. You go out ladder a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah, that, that starts up, and <laughs> uh, and and suddenly the mind flayer is standing on the edge of that ring and it's like if there's a difficulty we would like to hold the tournament proceedings off until we reach our destination but we can absolutely arrange for this to be one of the scheduled matches
1: put down the tea and that will be unnecessary
3: but I have simply found a you more have efficient...
1: dishonored the hot leaf juice enough well. thank you for not dishonoring yourself for in so, my so presence
0: Braun surrenders the hostage <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would like to perfectly and elegantly Pour a small cup of tea and hand it to Enzo. <laughs> the, no one knows where the cup came from. <laughs> Probably her big ol' kimono sleeves. But yes. You Nobody's know gonna ask. He's just gonna take it, take a sip, breathe deeply, at the steam coming off of it, and turn to Brawn and say, "If you like this, just wait until you try Macho." I mean, I mean Macho. <laughs> Matcha, matcha man. (laughs)
3: What What is this matcha of which you speak?
2: Tastes like a kick in
3: the face. A very sweet kick in the face. Hmm. I like everything about that description. I will see that some is set
0: out with the evening meal. Uh, There will be one meal this evening. In the morning, we will reach our destination. Mindflayer bows respectfully and steps out as the rest of the monks do, they get their their fight, fight, fight senses all die down, and they go back to casually observing the
3: beauty of the sky overhead. When he says one meal, my eyes go wide.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> Did the sushi not fill you up?
3: There, there are at least four meals left in this day. What no. shall we do for the rest of them?
1: No.
2: You eat as many meals as Geom carries cases.
1: Do you not? Indeed,
0: 32. Out of nowhere. <laughs> out of absolutely nowhere, the halfling woman who is chastising you about not knowing tea just flies over and latches onto your leg in a hug. <laughs> and it's like, he understands! She understands! Oh, she understands! <laughs> <laughs> like, I got your up, big
3: guy. I, I can take care of you. I got this. You have more food? I've got more food. I have found... My closest companion thus far.
1: She is on your leg.
3: Indeed. That is what I was referencing. She
0: she looks traumatized because the guy who doesn't understand what tea is needed food. And everyone else here, you know, they're they're getting ready to have their bowl of rice and a couple of pieces of fish and be done. And she's like, what about nine Z's? <laughs> but second breakfast!
3: Eleven Z's? Tea time. That's what that Term comes from.
0: <laughs> so after a while, a long table is set up on deck under the beautiful sky, and a meal is served. It is everyone has about what they need. Chio gets a nice bowl of rice, it's a little more sushi, some sashimi, um, uh, a couple of different teas—one more appropriate for dinner, and one more appropriate for afters. Uh, Enzo gets a nice, a a good protein and, and carbohydrate mix about what you're used to. Um, nothing that fancy. The taste is unimportant. It's what you need to fuel your body. Ron gets like half a pig, (laughs) half a pig that they have shoveled full of mashed potatoes. And there is... Just a moment. Just a moment where you're almost Lady in the Tramp with a halfling chick and have the other half of the pig on <laughs> the other side of the table. Because <laughs> you finish leaning over to get the last rib, and she is on her hands and knees on her side of the table finishing up her half of the pig.
3: Would you like help cracking the bones from marrow? Oh, do you have that? You know what? You crack one for me, I'll crack one for you. This is his most suitable arrangement.
0: And so, as Enzo has the last couple of bites of his grape-leaf-wrapped lamb, and um, Gio has the last couple of bites of rice that have been soaking in all the rest of the wonderful sauces from the meal, um, this,
2: You guys don't play D&D hungry.
0: Yeah. This, <laughs> this is why we're going to send not, out recipes. Not when patient. I'm running, because I will make you hungry. That That's my goal in a game. If you... If I have engaged you enough to make you a little hungry, I have done my job.
1: It's time for second dinner, guys.
0: <laughs> Braun and the halfling chick. Uh, the, 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 the halfling whose name is Dayla. Dayla cobble, This grease-covered halfling. Um, <laughs> they, they just kind of huddle up over on the on wrong side of the table, snapping ribs in half and sucking out marrow. I was going to go to the kitchen and see if they still got the head. You want to split it if they got it?
3: You speak the words that formulate in my mind.
0: And she giggles and just takes off to go see if she can get the pig head. I follow. <laughs>
2: You know, I was thinking that this was going to end up being, like, Mortal Kombat. It seems like it's we've stumbled into an
0: episode of The Bachelor or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dela and Brawn are going to be below decks in the galley, um, competing to see who can get more flesh off a boiled pig head. And everyone else, however, up on deck, the uh, Mind Flayer steps up to the table. I trust everyone has had a sufficient amount of nutrition i thought it fair to give you some idea of what it is you're going to be facing and he steps back and throws an illusion there is what you can only assume is a half giant he has one he has an eye patch he's wearing a, a loincloth his right arm is clockwork and armor and stone. This is our champion. This is Dane Steelarm. He fights for chaos. He has been doing it for 500 years. He has not lost a tournament yet. Your worlds are all in the path of those forces. You will determine amongst yourselves who is worthy to fight Steelarm. There are 23 of you now. There were meant to be 24, but one of you stayed outside when we moved between the worlds. Although if things get terribly worse, we'll permit him to fight as well, might as well. Good for a laugh. In the end, two or three of you, depending on how the tournament goes, will be facing Dane Steelarm. Defeat Dane Steelarm and the forces of chaos and terror will be stopped. You will have one another eon of peace for your people and the peoples of all at this table. Fail. Fail and I will do what I can to see to it that you are preserved. But your worlds (laughs) will be forfeit. Not the rules I make, just the rules I tell people about. Are there any questions? I have one. These fights? Are they fought until one yields to the other, or are they to the? There are three levels of combat that uh, are observed by the schools that we generally go to. A fight to first blood is a fight to the first injury. They are fast and somewhat unsatisfying, but can often satisfy honor. A fight to second blood is a fight until one is incapacitated, which is generally how these types of fights go. A fight to the third blood is a fight until one fighter is dead. We will be satisfied with these fights if you fight them to second blood. However, at any time entering into these combats, if one of the combatants elects, they may choose to fight for third blood. Some arts are much better at killing than incapacitating. This is your chance to exercise that advantage. Does that answer your question?
2: Unfortunately, it
0: does. And we, we have, uh, I, I will show you those I have managed to reserve from previous fights. He throws another illusion. It is a large brine pit. It is full of brains, all of those who would have been champions and stepped up to the battle, but failed. I have preserved. It is not death. Some would say it better. It is all I can offer in the way of compensation. Win, and this is not an issue. Fail, this can be where you will rest. It is the mercy that I offer. He he bows, bids the illusion go away. I believe it's time for dessert, after which a fanciful selection of cakes is served. Uh, Rather than it being a a different meal for everyone, there is a selection of pastries, cakes, frosted beautifully, little works of art that are all laid out, uh, and a cart is wheeled out with a giant uh, steel lid, which they lift off to reveal Ron and Dela finishing off the pig head because they had to get them out of the kitchen somehow. Uh, it is it, adorable to watch both each of them sucking out one of the eye sockets, one on either side of the skull.
3: Hello everyone! I'm sorry I, I intended to save Brain for the rest of you, but I'm afraid my self-control is a little lacking when it comes to pig brains. There are no words. <laughs>
2: there are absolutely no words.
1: <laughs> just like an internal sigh, because I'm associated with him, but nothing externally. Just there is no change in posture or expression. She is like ice, a glacier. You as you
2: said earlier, as you said earlier, Chiyom. Life and love are fleeting, and so too is Bronn's sentence of
1: decline I could not agree more. And F- I take a bite of Dango.
0: <laughs> you are one of the only people who is eating. Everyone else is just kind of staring at the fanciful desserts. All, uh, you know, contemplative and anything. Except for Dayla who vaults onto the table and just lands in a cake.
3: <laughs> Alright, save some for me, <laughs> Did we miss anything while we were down there? Your visages have become... us.
1: If you fight the champion of
3: chaos,
1: a seeming half-giant with a strange clockwork arm, a man by the name Dane Steelon, who has for 500 years reigned his terror upon this tournament and never lost, should you fail to defeat him, your brain will be forfeit to the blind player, who will preserve it for you as a gift. Otherwise, we will be lost to the Void, like so many others.
3: (laughs) Huh. Worry not.
1: Ain't no (laughs) thing.
3: I mean, (laughs) it's not like he's an entire giant. This will be half as difficult.
1: He'll be the first to die, I think.
0: (laughs) And with that cheery proclamation, and ninja goblins showing up to serve coffee and brandy, we will bring our introductory episode to an end.
3: What is this strange brown beverage?
0: And now, a word from our sponsor.
1: That was certainly a great meal.
0: Brawn. how did you get your
3: tights completely covered in gravy? It seemed the only way to clean out the mashed potatoes, friend Enzo.
1: But Brawn, gravy does terrible things to spandex.
3: It does. I thought gravy could do no harm. Oh, grandest of the pan sauces, why have you betrayed me so?
1: It's sad, but true. Gravy doesn't go with everything.
3: Don't worry, Brawn. No
2: condiment or sauce of any kind can withstand the raw power of
3: opera soap.
1: Of course! Opera soap!
3: My tights shall shine once again. Thank you, Opera Soap. Yes, Opera Soap.
0: Now buy 16 ounces for the price of a pound.
2: Thank you for listening. If you like this and want more, you can find us at thelairaction.com.